Hello, hello, everybody. Guys, this is Megan with the VBAG Wink, and we have such a fun episode with you for you today. And it's actually not a VBAG mom. I'm just going to put that flag right out there right now. She is a mama. I'm sure you will recall if you are following us on social media that went viral after her birth photographer posted a very incredible little snippet of a story of her birth. So we posted it back in February. So if you have not, and we'll probably post it today. So if you have not seen it, definitely go today to go watch this video. But her birth photographer, Danielle at Wild Oak, she posted this video and it immediately gave me chills. Immediately. And she, so I want to say she's not a VBAC mom, but the episode today is going to be sharing her story and then also sharing more about how to really truly advocate for yourself and even make decisions that might be hard or sound weird to someone else, right? Because this mama, she has a history where she actually birthed out of the hospital. And then with this baby, she birthed in the hospital. And so a lot of people will be like, what, why would you go back? So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, so I want to welcome Caitlin and Danielle to the episode today. Ladies, thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Emma and I are here together. Yeah. <laughs> hello. <Yeah>. Hello, hello. <laughs> love when babies are on the episode. Love it, love it, love it. Um, okay, so before we get into the story, I do want to turn the time over to Danielle because she is so gracious and going to review uh, or read a review of the week. Yes. Okay. So this review came in from Apple Podcast. And this is from kin underscore MD44. And they titled this, When a Podcast give you, Gives You a Transformative Experience. And the review says, It's hard for me to put in words how much this podcast has meant to me the last four months. I discovered this podcast during my second pregnancy when I was prepping for a Tolak and wanted so desperately for a VBAC. Like many other listeners, my first birth was traumatic and ended in a C-section. One of the biggest hurdles I had to overcome was the mental gymnastics of getting over that trauma and truly believing my body was capable of birthing a baby vaginally. This podcast did wonders in that journey. Hearing so many other women sharing experiences similar to mine not only helped me feel so validated, it gave me so much hope for the future. This podcast gave me a community, my people, gave me resources to help me advocate for myself. And well, it paid off. I got my V back. On October 5th, 2021, I had a beautiful healing birth experience where I was able to birth my daughter vaginally. I did it. So to the provider who told me my pelvis was too small to birth a baby, who told me this baby would have to be significantly smaller than my first to even think about attempting a V back. My second born was a whopping pound heavier than mm. my first. And I pushed her out of my vagina. I did it. Mm, that so just powerful. gave me the chills. So, yes. All the chills. All the chills. Yes. Yeah. Such an empowering message and mm -hmm. review. Thank you so much for that review. Mm -hmm. And just like she did, you can too. You can too. It, it's hard to sometimes imagine it being possible, but it is possible. So Thank you so much for that review. 
You are tuned into the VBAC Link podcast with Megan Heaton, who is a longtime doula and VBAC mom herself, here to help you get inspired for birth after having had a C section. Along with this podcast, the VBAC Link offers blogs, resources, and a comprehensive VBAC course for both parents preparing for birth and doulas wanting to take their VBAC education to the next level. Be sure to follow Megan and her team on all social media platforms for even more. Although these podcast episodes are VBAC specific, it is encouraged for all expectant moms to listen and educate themselves on how to avoid a C-section from the get-go. The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is not meant to replace advice from any other qualified medical professional. Here is your host, Megan. Hi guys, Megan here. I'm not sure if you knew, but I'm a vaginal birth after two cesarean mama myself. Preparing for my VBAC was tough due to the lack of evidence-based info back then, along with where to find it. Which is why I, along with Julie, created this podcast and our signature course, How to VBAC. The course is self-paced so you can watch it whenever your kiddos are sleeping or even at school. It's filled with evidence-backed data, tips and advice to help you go after the birth you want and achieve your VBAC. You can find the link to the course in the show notes today or type in the browser thevbacklink.com slash vbac-class. Okay, beautiful ladies. I really, I have been looking forward to this. I text Danielle. <laughs> so obviously it was like going viral within seconds, but I I saw I actually saw it from another I think I saw it from someone else's page and mm-hmm. of course I recognize Wild Oak Birth and so it's like oh my gosh this is from Danielle so I went over there to your page and watched it like fifty other times <laughs> and I was like trying to like reshare this because like this is such an empowering video like, this is so amazing mm-hmm. and then I had to text and then I texted you and was like holy cow how <laughs> <laughs> amazing and then I was just thinking about it and I was like hey like. This is such a great message that we can share to our listeners because as TOLAC mamas, as feedback mamas, it can be really hard to be in a situation where you have people constantly saying like, well, you you could do this, but you don't want to, or you don't want to do this, you know, very similar to Caitlin's like, well, you don't want to birth like this. Well, why don't I want to birth like this? You know, we're, we're being told how and what to do. And it's very hard very hard in the medical system to to advocate for ourselves to say no actually i don't really want to do this so anyway so i want to turn the time over to caitlin and daniel if you have anything to say but really if you wanted to share this story because i know that we have only seen this tiny bit of Mm -hmm. the story right and so can you tell us a little bit about your journey and and how it came about. And I know Danielle posted uh, that you did choose to birth in hospital after hospital. So maybe even talk about the decision to do that because decisions in this VBAC world and in all, I mean, in birth in general, they can really be hard to make, but they can truly impact the way our birth, you know, has the outcome. So I would love to turn the time over to you. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it was wild seeing that kind of that little two minute maybe not even snippet of I mean a very precipitous birth <laughs> I will not lie yes. that was that was precipitous <laughs> very that was fast, fast. Mm-hmm. um very intense <laughs> but just that like last little bit go everywhere around the world honestly and I've had a lot of beautiful beautiful messages and reaching out from people just sharing like that they were terrified about birth and now they feel a little bit of hope and a little bit of 
piece. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I think, what I hope your listeners will be able to get out of listening and hearing this story and my experiences and my feels because it's that hope that everybody needs. Like, yes, you can make good decisions. Yes, they're hard. (laughs) And yes, things can be beautiful regardless of what happens. So Mm. I think, yeah, it was a very, it was a big experience. So yeah, I had, this is my third. Emma is our third. And I, my first was a hospital induction and kind of like many more on the traumatic side and had an OB that was not super supportive. was like, well, why would you want to not have an epidural? That's dumb. So not a good fit. And then my second I had at a birth center down the street from us in Colorado. And that was a water birth and so healing in that the midwives there gave me over and over and over again, the opportunity to decide for myself. It's like, okay, here's this option. What do you want to do? Here's what we understand. What do you want to do? Do you want to do your own GBS swab? Yes, I do. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. um, and just providing that kind of care, which I love. And as a birth worker myself, love. Families deserve that kind of shared decision-making all over the board. So yeah, came, moved again and got pregnant. This was the one that we weren't expecting. We actually have, <laughs> so we have three December babies now, three December girls. And so March is very fertile, apparently. <laughs> That was exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, but I wasn't ready to be pregnant yet. So the only person that I knew what I wanted on my birth team was Danielle. I was like, Danielle, I'm pregnant. Like do like a few days before Christmas, please come. <laughs> she was like, okay, uh, I'll think about it. I, I know so, of it, it being so uh, close to um, Christmas. It's, it is kind of a hard decision, but I'm like, this is Caitlin. Yes. <laughs> this is Caitlin. <laughs> I have to be there. <laughs> I'm going to make it work. Yeah, I'm so grateful for that because yeah. honestly, I don't know who else I would have felt comfortable having. Um, so then, yeah, then it was like, okay, great. I have Danielle. <laughs> who else? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, for me, again, that shared decision-making is really important to me, but I felt really torn between my second and my third. I think I just got a little bit clearer on, okay, these are the exact risks in the hospital, out of hospital. And they are pretty matched. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And there's not like a set risk. Like this midwife will have this much risk. Because everybody's right, right. And then I attended some births where I felt like some midwives um, out of hospital didn't transfer fast enough. And that was partly the family's preference as well. But just like, oh, this is what I, I'm comfortable with. And it's not quite this. <laughs> so... I interviewed a bunch of midwives and actually switched care temporarily and it just didn't feel right. It didn't sit right to be out of hospital. I was like, okay, we're going to have a home birth. And my oldest was like stoked and (laughs) like, great, we're going to have a birth tub and I'll be there for Mm. you. And it was super sweet, but it didn't feel right. And so I remember working with my therapist and like writing a pros cons list for both in and out of hospital and then feeling like, okay, how do I feel about this? Okay. How do I feel about this? And so yes. I kind of was able to process and think through, okay, this is my bucket of fears and pros in, in hospital birth with this midwife. And here's my bucket of fears and my bucket of pros in my, this home birth midwife group that I was looking at. And I just felt, okay, nope, I'm, I'm going to pick the hospital bucket. And that felt a little 
wild to me. <laughs> and yeah. I definitely got in my head a lot about, okay, like I'm a birth worker and who's going to judge me for doing this? And will people think that I'm making the right d- decision? But which can I just add right that <laughs> it's that makes that makes my heart hurt a little bit that anybody but but you know birth worker anybody has to not doesn't have to but it happens right because i did the same thing when i was Mm -hmm. preparing for my v back after two cesarean birth it was like oh who's gonna think this or what is what Mm -hmm. are people gonna say about my decision to do this to the point where i didn't even feel like i could share it Mm -hmm. i feel like i could tell anybody i held a few just a select few of people that knew my plan but i was scared to share it and that's hard because yeah. the biggest thing that matters is it felt right for you. Mm-hmm. That's what matters. Yeah. So th- it w- that was interesting and good for me. I mean, I have a fantastic therapist. And so we talked about yeah. this at length. Yeah. Like, okay, like, why do you feel like this is important <laughs> that you are right? <laughs> why mm-hmm. do you like, and just trying to pull that back. Yeah. And pull back that power good just for you. back to myself. Good for um, you. So that was big and lots of work and lots of talk with my husband as well. Like, this is how I feel. I feel like this group of people says that this, like, this is the right decision. And that this group of people says that that's dumb and stupid and you should go with this decision. And that there's, I can't please both groups. So I feel so torn. (laughs) But yeah, I think it felt good. And I knew that my hospital midwife was going to support me because I, I literally brought so the next thing I did was I went through and my therapist was like, okay, like, let's go through, let's acknowledge all the trauma points from your first birth in hospital and why this feels so scary because <laughs> we can work on this. We can make this feel less scary. And that was really helpful because I literally made a list that I sent to Danielle. <laughs> and was like, these are the points that are trauma points. This is how I can address those <laughs> per se. So I brought that list to my midwife and I'm like, okay, let me tell you, these were the things in the moments of my first birth, like my, my first in-hospital birth that were traumatic for me that I like don't want to happen again. And these are the points that I would appreciate and why these points on my birth plan are meaningful to me. Mm, and that, that was an awesome conversation and just felt so much better. Like, okay, like I know my provider's on my side. I'm not hiding anything from her. She's not hiding anything from me. I trust yeah. her. And I trust her to take care of me if whatever happens. Mm -hmm. And like, that was the foundation that I needed. I need to be there. And I'm sure it solidified. It's like, okay, yep, definitely right. This is definitely right. Mm -hmm. Which is such a great feeling to have. Mm -hmm. It is. And so, yeah, I remember like at our, my 40 week appointment, me getting all nervous over here because my last 40 week appointment with a in hospital person was like, all right, let's schedule your induction. And she was like, no, we're not going to talk about it. Like, we'll talk about it when we need to. Everything's going to be just fine. Caitlin, trust. And she told me about like a client of hers that had birthed like beautifully next to the bed. <laughs> she was like, that was such a beautiful birth. Restored, like, remember, restored my hope in, in birth. <laughs> and it's like she was projecting your fate yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of funny. And yeah, I walked out of that appointment being like, okay, I trust, I trust, I trust. This is going to be okay. I trust myself. This is the right decision. Like, <laughs> let's move. Yeah. And so the day after my due date, we went in to just, I wanted some data. <laughs> I 
was like, okay, let's check, see where we're at. And I was three centimeters and it's like, okay, that's good, whatever. <laughs> and Danielle and my team, we were like, whoa, three centimeters. I'm like, no, oh, sure, thanks. Um, <laughs> but then decided to do a stretch and sleep. Yeah, use that experience. It's like, okay, that's right. Like this is mindfulness and this is how I'm paying attention to sensations and like, oh yeah, this is kind of what pushing feels like because pressure on vaginal wall. And then, yeah, the rest of the day got some cramps and bloody show out of that. And it was midnight. But I think I texted everybody. It's like, all right, these are solid contractions. Like they're punchy. I don't feel like I need support yet. But FYI, things are starting to move. Husband woke up. I made myself some eggs. Great. It's my, like my birth tradition. They have eggs in early labor. Mostly because in my first birth, I, they were like, I want eggs. And they were like, sorry, you can't have them. Oh, <laughs> hey listen eggs pro good protein and fat yes. like that's a pow- that's a power food right there to eat during <laughs> labor. but i love it it's like all in spite of you telling me i cannot have these <laughs> yes. i will eat these every baby I'm have my eggs down and enjoy <laughs> them. every baby yeah <laughs> yes and i do so yeah woke up made myself eggs walked around the house my husband woke up he's like oh are we moving okay let's do this and then we're like okay this is like early birth we're gonna distract ourselves and finish wrapping presents and then yeah and all my birth team was like oh yeah these are like consistent minute long three five minutes together contractions like we're coming <laughs> i was like okay that sounds good like i don't feel like i need support yet so no rush and then <laughs> danielle started driving and then i texted him was like uh nope never mind they stopped and so danielle turned around and yeah they just stopped and so i went to bed about like 3 a.m and not yeah not exactly sure why it stopped but it did and so I got more sleep and I woke up the next morning and there was nothing happening. And I was like, oh, okay. I still feel like I'm going to be pregnant much longer. So let's move. <laughs> and so I scheduled an induction massage with one of our fantastic peoples up here. He was awesome. And sent my girlies off to play with grandma and got some alone time with husband, some cervix ripening. And so, yeah, I remember like getting to my prenatal massage. That was at 1230 p.m got there walked up the stairs and like felt like oh that is a solid contraction wave maybe we're not gonna make it to sushi because that was our plan we're like okay we're gonna go get a massage go to sushi <laughs> spoiler alert we never made it so <laughs> but nope. yeah, i remember walking in and eva asking me like okay having any contractions it's like i think you yeah and then by the end of that massage like 80, 90 minutes later, I remember things like, I was full-blown active labor at that point. And I remember thinking and realizing like, oh, Eva, so Eva's a birth doula as well. And so she's like, do you want some counter pressure? And I remember her counter pressure feeling fantastic. And that's kind of when I know like, oh, this is active labor. Uh (laughs) And so, yeah, finished my massage. It took me forever to get dressed again. Texted the birth team, like super trembly. That's another cue for me. It was like, oh, my body's changing things kind of fast. And it was like, okay, this is, it's time. Come. <laughs> I want support now. And so that was at like two when we left the massage. Got home at about two. Yeah, we got home probably about 2.30. And I, I remember on the way home being like, okay, I'm going to go home and get some calories. My birth team's going to get there. We're going to be home for a few hours. And I'm going to know when I'm going to need to go. Like, I'm going to trust myself. My body will tell me it's time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to go and it's going to take a little bit. We're going to get settled at the hospital and then I'm going to have a baby in like a few hours. It's going to be fine. 
not quite what happened. So we got home. I got a little tiny bit of food because at that point I don't feel like eating very much. Yeah. Um, And then Danielle got there first and then my doula, Carly. And I just remember everybody being there and realizing everyone was there and just being like, okay, we're all good. And it feeling bigger than the last time. Like, this is already hard. That's what I remember telling Carly. She's like, this is already hard. She's like, it's supposed to be. Yes, you're right. But <laughs> it's hard. But it's hard. <laughs> yeah. And then at Lenore, my oldest came in. My middle child was taking a nap. She pretty much napped throughout her whole birth. But my oldest got to come in and be with us while we were there at home. And that was so sweet and kind of filled that bucket for me of like, oh, I'm not having a home birth. I don't get to be with her throughout my whole labor. But she got to be there for at least a little bit, which kind of was a little sweet. Special. Yeah, yeah. sweet moment. And she was super, super sweet. <laughs> you come in, mom. Oh my Let gosh. Your hand and sit here. And then started like offering me books. <laughs> those are like her favorite thing. And then told us like, mom, that was too loud. Don't wake up Sophie. <laughs> we said be quieter. <laughs> Um, that was so funny but and then yeah and then I felt it like my body told me like hey shift it's time to go this is like I don't want to be in the car for any more of this let's move and I took probably about 10 minutes to count the door and then I'm pretty sure Danielle followed us like on our tail the whole way to the hospital I sure did (laughs) um and I put my airpods in with my like mindfulness track and I fell asleep between contractions in the car on the way to the hospital yeah so I remember sitting there and then like waking up mm-hmm. wait a second I'm yeah. waking up how, how how did I fall asleep yeah well behind you driving all I can see is her head just tilting back like this and I'm panicking inside like I, she's got to be like that you know that arch that back where you know backward arch is kind of I mean, it's very common when baby's coming out, right? Like you are going back, baby starts coming. Danielle's and so I'm like, a baby. is she having a baby in that car pullover? <laughs> <laughs> and then she'd sit up again. I'm like, okay, what was that? <laughs> What's going on? Literally falling asleep. Were you in the back seat? No, no. I was in my car behind oh, her. Oh, no, her. Oh, no, she was Caitlin. in the front seat. Was in the front so seat. you could see like this and the, yes. oh my gosh. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was incredible and I yeah. told my wife afterward and she was like that's a sign you were coping excellently <laughs> I was like oh yeah. thank you yes thank you <laughs> which I never imagined because that car ride was the most dreaded part of my labor like I hate hated being in the car for that like five mm-hmm. minutes down the road I'm to the birth sure. center yeah and so I was like okay and then I remember getting home like no I'm gonna make this it's gonna be totally fine we're gonna be fine <laughs> and my body I remember my body slowing down a little bit contractions were not so close together in the car there were probably like four in that 20 minute car ride mm-hmm. and instead of like six or seven <laughs> which was really mm-hmm. good and so people were like oh you almost had a car baby but I didn't <laughs> like my body knew where I was and yeah. I think that's a pretty incredible part of birth for me is that my body will uh, slow down and pick up depending obviously on yeah my first yeah, they're, they're, they're not, down, it, like an hour and a half before Sophie was born and I slept for a half hour. Oh my gosh. Well, and it was starting so, and then it's like your body needed a break. We went to sleep for the night. Yep. Mm-hmm. Take a break. Pick back up. We've and gotta so, trust our bodies. Yeah, that was really cool. 
and I just remember like mind blown like what happened <laughs> and but yeah got to the hospital pulled in the parking lot stepped out of the car and things picked right back up <laughs> I was like okay we're moving and I like booked it to the front door <laughs> and nobody was in the lobby and we sat there for a contraction and I was like nope let's go <laughs> so we went to the elevator and went upstairs to the L&D didn't see anybody until we like buzzed into L&D and I <laughs> let myself be loud it's like all right like things are intense I'm going to be as loud as I want to because I do not want to go to triage right now like I want to go yeah. to my room and I want to be done yeah um, in a room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I remember Danielle I don't think it was you or was it Carly I think it was you and Carly was like, behind the you. mom here uh-huh. she's in labor yep. you're like oh yeah come in I was like thank you Mm-hmm. glide down the hallway glide down the hallway <laughs> mm-hmm. and they like brought a wheelchair I was like no I'm not sitting down that's not happening <laughs> and at this point you were probably yeah. already 10 centimeters uh no I was probably in transition I was transitioning think so mm-hmm. yeah because then I got we got to our room mm-hmm. and they were right on top of each other mm. and that's when I was like okay <laughs> mm-hmm. we're transition like let's get Heather here now please yeah but I couldn't say that because I was answering all the questions, but mm-hmm. I was like amazed at how much like mental capacity I felt like I had at that point. Yeah. And I'm not sure if that was because things had just moved so fast or what, but I felt like I could answer all their questions and it was like, no, I don't want a gown. Yes. I want this. No, I want that. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Yes, please. It's like, nope, that's going to be hard to get on the bed. Sorry. Yeah. I, re- I remember you saying in the video, like something like, yeah, I know, but it's not going to happen. Like, yes. Yeah. So I was like, on the other side of the bed first, like tossed off all my clothes in between, like in those little tiny in between moments between those on top of each other transition contractions and like tossed off my shoes, tossed off my dress, then moved to the other side of the bed to like, so they could get a base reading of like heart rate. Mm-hmm. And then I remember my doula asking me, like, I remember, well, I remember seeing Danielle at the corner of my eye, setting up her tripod and being like, okay. Danielle's good. I can have a baby now. <laughs> I just need this moment documented. Good to go now. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember hearing my doula started filling up the tub because she knew that I liked water and water was helpful. And I listened to that. I was like, mm, I don't think I'm going to get there. And I remember her asking me like, Caitlin, do you feel pushy right now? And I was like, mm, no, not right now. And then my water broke, like literally like five seconds later, all over my <laughs> husband's shoes. And like, <laughs> And I was like, ah, now I feel pushy. <laughs> Psych. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> so then my nurse is just like, I really want to check you. Like, I really want to check you. And I was She's like, fine, like, I'll check adamant. myself. So I checked and I was like, oh, yep. Her head is at the, like a finger's width from my vagina or my mm-hmm. perineum. Mm-hmm. And she kind of like looked at me and then moved to the other side. Like, what did you say? <laughs> and I think she was just a little bit in disbelief of like, wait, are we move? Like, are you, are you having a baby? And am I going to be okay? And could feel like her anxiety kind of mount beside me, but didn't feel I, like there was any room for that. Like I was just stoked. <laughs> like I can't imagine coming. how you Here. felt because I was feeling it watching it. And I'm sure many other people were how she's like, well, I'd hate to have you just be four centimeters, you know, like, yeah. And like, it is just like, and have your midwife come, but like, so So that's what I was saying. That's not happening too. It was like, no, I'm not four centimeters. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, I could I'm feel literally complete. I'm going to push out a baby any minute here. <laughs> yes. And you're just like, no. So like, we could feel the angst. And I'm like, I'm sure you mm-hmm. could feel them like next to you, touching you, you know, and like get help in here. Like that, you know, yeah. having that being those things being said, but like you were able to just really stay in this space, even though all of this other thing, these other things were happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that was also interesting for me as a people pleaser. Hey, <laughs> so you're um, a people pleaser person. So how do you feel like you were able to disconnect that? Like I normally would say, do, do whatever and follow your direction. Mm-hmm. But I, how were, you know, and I it's an excellent I, question. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't want to make it sound like I'm like, go I mean, against your I medical provider. That for myself. I did mm-hmm. not expect myself to be able to hold boundaries for myself because that's not a that I am out. super expert in and something I struggle with. So going in and like my therapist was like, don't expect yourself. Don't expect too much of yourself in labor. You're mm-hmm. literally pushing out a baby, like rely on your team. And that's mm-hmm. why I had my team there was to back me up <laughs> and talk for me when I didn't feel like talking. But yeah somehow there was just I don't know if it was because I had thought things through and knew like I know where you're coming from these nurses are there to manage risk and they are trained and who knows how many things they hear all day long from Mm -hmm. like oh an OB where some provider ranted at a nurse for not checking their client before they right before they arrived and so they're how many stories have they heard Absolutely. Yeah. Or gotten so, in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I came in with that kind of perspective. Okay. These nurses are trying to help. They're trying to do their best. They have a very risk averse perspective. Yeah. And that's their job is to manage all of that. And mm-hmm. great. I don't have to worry about it then. <laughs> You're yeah. going to be there doing whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I could hear her fear. And I feel like I don't know if it was my subconscious or what. But somehow it was just like, okay, like she's scared. I'm not, (laughs) I'm going to push out a baby. She's coming. I'm stoked because I'm almost done. And I know Mm -hmm. I can feel that she's here. I've done this before, Um, which is really, really helpful because I'd done that before. I felt familiar. And so I was back in familiar territory and I had done work to know and trust myself a little better. Say, okay, I know how to make good decisions. I can decide yeah. things. I know how to understand what my body is saying about myself. <laughs> I'm feeling scared. I'm feeling anxious. Yeah. Um, and in that moment was, I'm going to have a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's coming and I am excited because she's almost here. And it doesn't matter what sh- this person over here is feeling. That's not my job to regulate her emotions. She can do that. Oh. She's an adult. Ah. My job is to just be here and push out a baby <laughs> And that's what I did. Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, had that pause, that conversation happened on that pause between like, okay, I'm complete and pushing, which maybe happened for like, what, a minute? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, yeah, it was like, no, you're not going to check me because I'm going to push the baby right now. Like there's no mm-hmm. space. And my mm-hmm. doula was like, okay, like, where do you want to push? And I was like, I'm not moving <laughs> right here, apparently. And yeah, it was big. And I felt like my that was another beautiful, beautiful part of my birth or this birth was feeling like my instincts almost take over. It's like, okay, this is intense, but my body knows exactly what to do. 
mm-hmm. and feeling her head come down and push on my cranium and my hands were right there and then her head was out and i don't even remember everybody being like oh there's a head none of that had any space in my ears i was yeah there were other sensations happening mm-hmm. um <laughs> pushed her out and I remember looking down like i felt like i couldn't like didn't see anything until i looked down i was like oh look there's emma there's a cord around her neck i'm gonna pull it around her neck and i'm gonna pull her up and mm-hmm. like i had walked through that step by step with my midwife more to get a feel of like how are you gonna support me because i want to catch my baby mm-hmm. and so it was kind of my brain knew what was happening it's like okay yeah. and she's crying all's well boom we're done <laughs> and then yeah then there was space for joy and i remember laughing that was amazing <laughs> that just like joy and laughter and then the nurse was like hey, let's sit you down i'm like sure we can sit down now i'm like now i can move there's yeah. i can't move when i have a head at the top of my vaginal canal <laughs> but i can move now and I sat down and then I just remember looking up at my team and we all just laughed at each other. Like mm-hmm. what in the world just happened? <laughs> and mm-hmm. I cried and I laughed and I cried and I laughed and it was, that was amazing. So, and then I think like, as soon as all the checks happened, I could like feel like my nurse beside me kind of like calm down. Like her adrenaline spike had Mm, yeah. made its course and I feel like she came back to herself and was like wow that was crazy like let me go get you checked in now that's so funny uh, <laughs> and so that was kind of cool too being like okay look yeah. everybody has big feels and if you're not used to this then that's fine yeah so and, you know I love yeah. that you said that about uh your nurse like you could feel her anxiety you could feel the tension but at the same time, you weren't going to allow that tension to enter your space when it yeah. was so easily able to do. I mean, it's so easy to let yeah. the tension that is happening Very. in the room enter into the body. And we know how it can impact our birth and our and our mm-hmm. modes of delivery and um, you know, all these things. And, and I love that you said you're like, you're an adult. I know you're an adult. I know you're here. Like, I know your intentions. I know you're here because you care and you want all things to be well, Mm -hmm. but I'm not letting you project that. I'm I'm putting my wall here. You can be next to me, but your space isn't coming into my space. We can be in the same space Mm -hmm. with different emotions are yours. Mine are mine. And I Mm -hmm. love that. That is one. That's going to be a big takeaway in my opinion for this episode. So listeners like, it's, it's gonna be hard that's a hard thing to do it's really mm-hmm. hard and, and it doesn't always happen and it's okay if it comes in a little bit exactly that's where your team comes in and that's where I was depending on my doula who was like or was going to depend on my doula but mm-hmm. somehow didn't need her uh, to do that yeah. fill that yeah. role for me but to be that reminder of hey where do you want to birth where do you feel like pushing are you pushing yeah. like let's stay present with yourself yeah. what are you feeling right now and yeah. letting yourself feel those emotions because it doesn't have to be joyful right away. Yeah. That's not a requirement for a good birth. No, <laughs> it can yeah. be. And that's something that I also worked on. It's like, okay, like what's well, a beautiful birth? It does not have to be this painless, mm-hmm. joyful thing, mm-hmm. even though Emma's kind of was, it was, it was intense, <laughs> it <laughs> but it was intense. and intense it- and hurt and was hard. Yeah. And felt manageable all at the same time. So, yeah, yeah that was so incredible. amazing. And yeah. Mm. Yeah. So 
I so mean, yeah, my midwife got sh- there like seven minutes after Emma was born to help with the placenta. Okay. And the hospitalist walked in like three minutes before that. <laughs> being like, Heather's right behind me on the road. I promise she's coming. You're like, it's all right. Cool. I'm holding my baby. Good. I'm good. I'm good. Oh, man. Yeah, she came for placenta and laughed with us. Was like, oh, yep. She wasn't waiting for anybody. That's totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> missing out on you here. You did fine. I'm not worried. Yeah. And yeah, then everybody left us alone for the most part. That was amazing. Yeah. I mean, you did so many things postpartum that I don't think many people ever do. And you can share more about what what you did, but they the, the staff really did give you so much space. And that was that was really awesome on my end to see. It was just it was almost like you were at home, but at a hospital, sort of like just hanging out. Like your girlies came in yeah, and, and then after your, I mean, even while your girlies were there, you and Carly were you know, looking at the placenta and like, there's mm-hmm. so, so much that I don't typically see in a hospital setting. And mm. it was really, really cool to see. And the energy was just so calm. Like mm-hmm. overall, so calm, just so happy. Everyone was elated. Like, wow. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. Like just kind of in complete shock, but in the best way. Yeah. Overwhelmingly, I'm sure there was an overwhelming ma- amount of joy. And like again, shock, like, what just happened? But whoa, wasn't that amazing? I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. And exactly. um, you know, one of the questions we get often actually was what kind of Danielle just kind of talked about that is they want to say, I want to have, or they say, I want to have a VBAC and mm-hmm. I really want the out of hospital experience, but I don't feel like I can go out of hospital. I don't feel comfortable or my insurance mm-hmm. or whatnot. So I really need to care. Yeah. yeah. So really important to be back. Yeah. Absolutely. So what, what tips would you give if any for maybe like that postpartum and how to create that good postpartum? And obviously, yeah. you know, you intuitively just were here. You were confident in your body's ability, which mm-hmm. I think um, is one of the biggest things Like you were confident. You were, you're, you're a people, people pleaser, you say, but because you were so confident, I think it made it easier. And I, I don't know you very well, but I think it could have made it easier to not please people because you knew, you knew mm-hmm. things were going to be okay. You knew you were here. You were confident in your spot. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's hard and we don't have confidence and that's okay too. And that's mm-hmm. again, what we have our team. So we've got our team building, confidence, education. These are my takeaways from this episode, right? <laughs> um, having that those conversations with the providers before, like mm-hmm. you had some really good provider conversations yeah. that helped you know what to expect and what that she was on your team, like truly on your team too. Yeah. Um, So yeah. Any other tips that you would suggest? Yeah. I mean, I went through all of those postpartum details with my midwife, like, okay, I want to birth the placenta attached to my baby. Like, I don't want to cut the cord for a while. I want that to be calm, unrushed. Mm -hmm. Not worry about it right away. Yeah. I'm in no rush. You cut that link quite yet. Which um, in the hospital doesn't happen a ton. Usually yeah. they cut and the cord. My provider had never done that before. 
My provider You're- had never delivered oh. a placenta attached to baby. Oh, see? Yes, that's and she was not like, I've never done that before, but like she was like, okay, like, can I clamp it first? And I was like, no, let's just no. let it be. And she's like, yeah. oh, okay, like if that's what you want, that's fine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she knew that that was important to me and was one of the like things on my backup plan if a cesarean was ever going to be in the cards mm-hmm. that like if nothing's emergent let's keep the placenta attached that would be really meaningful to me yeah and she knew that and I knew that she would advocate for that for me and it is okay to not placenta attached for like two hours and yeah. then she like left it in the bucket next to me and I was like yeah it can be right here it's fine and then they were like okay like call the nurse when you're ready to go cut the cord and do the newborn exam and I was like great we'll let you know thanks <laughs> so we called them at like yeah, two hours. Like, okay, I'm ready. Let's get some. I'm ready for my placenta prints. So I, I do also a, a print with paper of like a, cool. the blood and get the tree of life. Kind of hard to describe in audio, but yeah. So my doula and I like nerded out over my placenta and did that while my husband was with my girly doing all the newborn exam stuff. And that was so fun. <laughs> and then, awesome. yeah, my I had my mom bring my older girlies in and they were so so cute <laughs> like we're so excited to be here with you and wanted to hold her and so we got that kind of family time together too had to really convince them to leave before bedtime that was hard oh, I'm sure and then yeah I took a bath postpartum before we moved to like postpartum rooms awesome. and that was awesome like Danielle and my doula and I just sat there in the bathroom processing what had happened <laughs> yeah what just happened did that happen did this happen when did that happen did that really happen (laughs) Um, and just being together and I loved how unrushed that felt and Mm -hmm. that nobody was in a hurry everybody was chill Mm -hmm. they'd check on things and make sure all was well but that was they filled that role and then I had my emotional support team to be with me Mm -hmm. so sorry that's I don't know awesome. if that was too much, but no, that was wasn't. all amazing. Because yeah, it was that kind of experience that I loved from my out of hospital birth. Was the team made yeah. like filled up a tub for me and asked if I wanted to take a bath. And I was like, yes, mm-hmm. that would feel glorious. Yeah. And so I stepped it in my birth plan. Like I would love to take a bath postpartum and <laughs> eat. Basically. I'll never forget the like the first shower after I had my baby. <laughs> so mm-hmm. It really was so wonderful. It just makes you feel fresh and clean and like new, you know, because mm-hmm. it's a lot. Your body just went yeah. through something pretty intense. So I'm sure that felt yeah. lovely and probably helped the cramps. Yes. Postpartum cramps are more annoying than yeah. the favorite ones, in my opinion, especially because they get more intense after each child. That was my like, that was also my birth plan. Like, and then postpartum, like, get me my ibuprofen as fast as possible because those stink and I want to enjoy myself <laughs> and then it took them like an hour and a half to get me admitted so that didn't happen but that's okay darn it <laughs> oh well thank you so much so much um there are so many nuggets within this episode and I know listeners I know it's not a feedback story but wow wow like how amazing can it be right like it can be so amazing and we know that it isn't always 
like this. We know that this is not every birth story out there and it is a little bit more rare, but it doesn't have to be either. It doesn't have to be, right? We can create mm -hmm. those teams. We can talk with our providers and have a solid plan. We can trust our body, believe in our body, believe in the ability. We can advocate for ourselves. We can block out the stresses of others and not let them into our space. I mean, there's so many things here that we can do. And, and I think, I mean, a big takeaway too is like, even if it doesn't end in the, the actual result that you're wanting it, maybe a VBAC is, you know, the result. But even if that isn't, if you are an active participant of your birth and you are truly going through this and it's not just letting people make you get on the bed, make you get, you know, a, a cervical exam when your baby's pretty much coming out and doing all these things, you will feel more empowered about the decision and hopefully will be more included in the decision made in the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if that's something you value is being in charge and in control of your body and decision-making in your birth process, then yeah, that's possible. Then it's possible. It goes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And just also remember, there's no wrong way to birth guys. Like you don't have to show up last minute and have a baby, right? Like you don't, you don't have to, you can go in and be induced and you can have an epidural and you can still have these beautiful experiences. Truly, you really can. But yeah, I feel like there's some golden nuggets within this episode. And I just want to thank you guys both again for being here, taking the time, sharing this a remarkable video. It ins it really inspired the world. It, obviously, obviously, it's inspired the world, and we're excited to to share this episode with with our followers. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much for having us. This has been amazing. Would you like to be a guest on the podcast? Tell us about your experience at thevbacklink.com slash share. For more information on all things VBAC, including online and in-person VBAC classes, the VBAC blog, and Julian Megan's bios, head over to thevbacklink.com. Congratulations on starting your journey of learning and discovery with the VBAC Link.